Hey grown-ups, this episode of Story Pirates is brought to you by Honey Nut Cheerios. Made with whole grain oats and a touch of golden honey, they're a great way to turn your good morning into a good day. Honey Nut Cheerios. Good starts with happy hearts. for another long day of being stuck on a deserted island while we rebuild this wrecked pirate ship. You know, I'm supposed to be out there helping already, but I probably have time for a quick visit to the snack pantry. Oh, look, there's a note on the door. Peter, the lock to the snack pantry is broken. Do not let the door close behind you or you will be locked inside. Love, Rachel, Megan, Lee, and Rolo. P.S. Don't let the word snack be the only thing you remember after reading this. Some things are more important than snacks. <gasps> snacks! Ooh, I love snacks. What was I just doing? Ah, oh well, I don't remember. Into the snack pantry! Just opening the door, stepping inside, and... Now, which of my favorite canned snacks do I want today? Ooh, canned peaches. Don't mind if I do. Uh-oh, I forgot my snack can opener just outside the door. Oh well, just gonna open the door. I'm just gonna open the door. I'm just gonna open the door. Oh no! I'm trapped! And welcome to a very, very special summer bonus episode of the Story Pirates Podcast. Why is it so special? Because not only are you going to hear a previously unreleased story, but you're also going to get to meet our very good friends from the Amazing Kids Podcast, Brains On. Oh, and also, I'm going to host the show all by myself because I'm trapped in a snack pantry. <laughs> oh well. I'm sure the rest of the Story Pirates will find me eventually. In the meantime, let's do a story. Now, before we hear the Story Pirates adaptation, I'm going to read the original story that the author sent in to us. This story comes to us from a third grader from Virginia named Lucinia, and this story is called Dr. Weirdo and the Boring Unicorn. Description of Main Character Dr. Weirdo is an 80-year-old man who does very weird stuff. For instance, he eats frogs, jellyfish, and platypuses. He also thinks you can fix everything with a Band-Aid. His only friend is a rabid cow named Bobby Joe. The thing he likes to do most is look at unicorn intestines. This is all you need to know about Dr. Weirdo. One day, Dr. Weirdo was eating poisonous berries when he saw a unicorn. He went up to the unicorn and it just groaned and said, Meh. Dr. Weirdo was amazed and asked the unicorn, Do you need a Band-Aid? The unicorn just grunted and walked off. Dr. Weirdo had to find a way to cheer up that unicorn. He went home to his cupcake house and sat on his bench made of eels. His pet cow, Bobby Joe, was staring at him with his red eyes. What is wrong, he seemed to say with his big, sharp, tooth-filled mouth. Dr. Weirdo told him about the very boring unicorn. Just then, Dr. Weirdo said they can go to Alice in the Mermaid's house to ask about the glum creature. Now, to hear what happens at Alice in the Mermaid's house, let's listen to the Story Pirates adaptation. So, from a third grader from Virginia named Lucinia, please enjoy Dr. Weirdo and the Boring Unicorn. 
And now, it's time for the continuing misadventures of Dr. Weirdo. Dr. Weirdo! <laughs> if this is the first time you're tuning in, there are some things you simply must know. I'm listening. Dr. Weirdo is an 80-year-old man who does very weird stuff. For instance? He eats frogs, jellyfish, and platypuses. That's not that weird. He also thinks you can fix everything with a Band-Aid. I think that too. Say, who are you anyway? Why, it's me, Dr. Weirdo. Dr. Weirdo! Really? But, but that's impossible. Why is that? Because I'm Dr. Weirdo. Dr. Weirdo! <laughs> that's right, and I'm the narrator. Ahem. The thing Dr. Weirdo likes to do the most is look at unicorn intestines. Which is something I never get to do since they're typically found inside unicorns. Who are you? I'm the real Dr. Weirdo. The real Dr. Weirdo! (laughs) And I can narrate my own story, thank you. Now you two get out of here. He's so weird. Anyway, one day, Dr. Weirdo, me, was in the woods eating some berries. Mm. Boy, these berries are delicious, but they sure are giving me a tummy ache. Eh, nothing a couple of Band-Aids can't fix. Nah. Look, Dr. Weirdo, what is it? It's a bored-looking unicorn. I know that. I'm looking right at it. You are? Yes. I'm you. You're just talking to yourself again. Oh, right. Sorry. Come on. I bet you can cheer him up with your signature weirdness. Hello, Mr. Unicorn. Huh? Hi, I'm Dr. Weirdo. I couldn't help but notice that you're looking pretty bored. But I have the antidote. <sighs> well, what's the antidote for boredom? I'll tell you. My weirdness. Check it out. So, now how do you feel? Meh. You're still bored? I am amazed. Do you need a Band-Aid? <sighs> hey, where are you going? Come back here. Wow, Dr. Weirdo, you may have finally met your match. I have got to find a way to cheer up that unicorn. My reputation as a huge weirdo is at stake. So Dr. Weirdo rushed back to his cupcake house. Where he sat down on his thinking bench made of eels. Hey, what did I tell you two? I don't need narrators. Now scram. He's He's so weird. Anyway, time to sit and think on my bench made of eels. Ah, oh, whoa. Okay, just uh, try to get comfortable. It's always tricky with these eels. Let's get a little bit very slimy. Ah, 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 there. Now to think. Ah, Bobby Joe, my pet cow. I must say, it brings me such joy to see your crazed, unblinking, constantly spiraling red eyes staring at me at the end of a long day. You know I don't speak cow, but you seem to be saying, what is wrong with your big, sharp, tooth-filled mouth? Well, if you must know, I met an incredibly boring unicorn today, and I, the weirdest man alive, can't figure out how to cheer him up. Great idea. We should go to Alice in the Mermaid's house for help. Time to teleport. Teleportation. Hum.
Wow, that was beautiful teleportation machine. Thank you. Look, Bobby Joe, we're here at Allison the Mermaid's giant seashell house. Hello, Allison! Oh. Who goes there? Allison, it's me! Hi, Dr. Weirdo. Great to see you. Hey, I brought you some Tupperware. It's got cupcakes from the wall of my cupcake house and some leftover fried platypi. You're so weird. <sighs> Thank you for noticing. So, you want to cheer up a glummy unicorn, huh? Yeah, how did you even know that? I've been listening to the show. Oh, it is always nice to meet a fan. And I know why the unicorn is so boring. You do? Why? Because he doesn't have any cool friends. Oh, come on. Uh, that's not a very nice thing to say about his friends. I'm sure they're cool in their own way. No. How do you know that? Because they're literally rocks. The unicorn's friends are literally rocks? Yeah. Well, I thought I was weird. Fortunately, there is an easy fix for this. Band-Aids? You really don't understand Band-Aids, do you? Oh, I definitely do. They're sort of my thing. Mm. What's that, Bobby Joe? We can be his friends. But that's not a Band-Aid at all. Mm. All right, we'll try it your way. Thank you, Allison. We're off to find that unicorn. So they went to the forest. Where they found the unicorn with his uncool friends. I'm warning you two for the last time. Skedaddle! He's so What a couple of weirdos. Nah. Oh, uh, uh, hello again, Mr. Unicorn. Hey. I don't mean to interrupt you and your very uncool friends. Uh, by the way, hello, Rox. Hi. Wow. They really are not cool. Yes, we are. Check out our cool handshake up top. Oh, wow. Oh, this is really awkward to watch. You're rocks. You don't even have hands. What are you What are you doing? You can't even move, let alone give a high five. Oh, just stop it. Boy, this is sad. Yeah, pretty cool, right? You literally didn't move the whole time. Very cool. Anyway, Unicorn, my pet cow, Bobby Joe, and I have a question for you. Could we be your friends? <gasps> that would be divine. Hooray! I did it! Oh, now that you're friends with the weirdest person around me, you are, by proxy, no longer boring. <laughs> I am happy. I am happy. We are happy. Sing that one song about it. But, Dr. Weirdo, we didn't learn a song. Two, three, four! The unicorn was boring and then we helped him I'm be less boring because I'm Dr. Weirdo and I saved the day. Wow, I think we can all agree that was beautiful. And in the end, everyone was happy. And so concludes another episode of The Misadventures of Dr. Weirdo! Dr. Weirdo! <laughs> the end! Hey everyone, guess what? We are looking for brand new stories written by kids for our upcoming new season of the Story Pirates podcast. This time, we're looking for stories all about a character who goes on a quest. 
We want you, kids, to write a story about a character from your imagination who goes on a journey. A journey where they discover something important or even learn something about themselves. And this journey is so hilarious and awesome and cool and weird or whatever that in the end, the character is changed forever. Parents, you can submit your child's story today at storypirates.com. We can't wait to read them. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! it's time for a special part of today's show sponsored by our friends at Lego City. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. You know how we asked our listeners to send us their favorite Lego builds about the ocean and stories to go with them? Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to share one with you. It comes from Jasper, a second grader from New York, and it's called The Shark Attack on the Story Pirate Ship. Ooh, I will sit here and listen quietly. Okay, here we go. It was a normal day on the Story Pirate's ship. Oh, good. I love a normal day. Nimini was swimming in the water. She is so good at swimming. Peter was taking a nap on his bed. Am I asleep right now? Is this a dream? And Lee was in a submarine on his way to find some awesome corals. Lee saw a shark. Ah! Peter saw the shark. Ah! And Nimini saw the shark. <gasps> you know what? That's okay. What? Why? You know, the rule of three sharks. Sharks always stop being scary after three sharks. Okay. Lee got out of the submarine and swam up. When he left the submarine, he left the hatch open and then closed it with the shark inside. Oh, no. <laughs> Everyone ran and screamed around the ship until they realized the shark was trapped in the submarine. The end. Wow. Jasper, that was some incredible storytelling. I felt like I was there. And best of all, Jasper sent a photo of his Lego build for that story. Grownups, you can check it out at storypirates.com slash Lego. And for more underwater adventures, why not check out the Lego City Ocean Exploration Submarine? It's a powerful deep sea sub with everything you need to explore the high seas. You can comb the depths with the sub's two mechanical arms, examine the ocean floor with an underwater drone, or search the coral-covered cave for hidden treasure. Remember, if you can dream it, you can build it. Check out all of the sets at lego.com slash city. Hey, grown-ups, Lee here with your weekly announcements. Fall registration is now open for Story Pirates After School, our new virtual program for kids to reconnect with their creativity and imagination. Our incredible teaching artists will bring activities to life from different topics like spy training and spooky monster time. There will be appearances by hosts from the podcast like me and lots of other special guests and other surprises. Story Pirates After School is the perfect opportunity for kids who loved Story Pirates Creator Camp over the summer or for anyone that missed out and wants to have a new enriching Story Pirates experience. Learn all about the different components and class topics and register now at storypirates.com slash news. Story Pirates has teamed up with Popsicle to create a better world through imaginative play. Together with Popsicle's virtual recess, we've created ideal towns, a dream class for back to school, thank you awards for those that have helped us through this new normal, and even a brand new pop star and their inspirational song to raise awareness for peace on earth. 
You can still participate in all of our virtual recesses and find even more inspiration to create at Popsicle's IGTV or on the Popsicle Playzone at popsicle.com slash playzone. Our new album, Cats Sit On You, is out now. The album features 12 fan-favorite songs from the podcast, remixed and mastered for you to add to your playlists and listen to anytime. Songs include Humming, Cheese Quest, Banana Clown, The First Kids to Work at the Census, Turtle Beach, Cats Sit On You, and more. Find it wherever you listen to music. Remember, all that info and more can be found at storypirates.com slash news. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast with me, Peter, your host with the most. Time to kill because he's trapped in a snack pantry. And now is a super special part of the show because I'm going to call one of my other favorite kids' podcasts, Brains On! Luckily, the pantry is where we keep our magical shell phone. <clears throat> hey, Shelly, call Brains On. Ooh, it's ringing. Hello, Brains On, Molly speaking. Molly, it's Peter from Story Pirates. Peter, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I've just been trapped in a snack pantry all day on our pirate ship that's crashed on a deserted island in the middle of the ocean, blah, 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 blah. Other than that, I am good. Sounds interesting. Anyway, as you know, today is our big Brains on Story Pirates crossover episode, and because you guys are so smart, I was wondering if you could answer a question for me? Sure. We here at Story Pirates love a good joke. But my question is, why are jokes funny? Peter, that is a great question, and we would be happy to answer it. Ooh, good. Well, through the power of the magic shell phone, the podcast is now yours! Take it away! Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, the host of Brains On, and I want you to meet someone. Uh, hi, I'm Bob. Bob's a good dude. He pays his taxes, he calls his mom once a week, he flosses. I save the food bits in a scrapbook to remember my meals. Among his many quirks, Bob has trouble with jokes. Hey, hey, Molly, Molly. Yes, Bob? Knock, knock. Who's there? Bob. Bob who? It's me, Bob, your friend. <laughs> Get it, huh? Bob's jokes are like seafood smoothies. They just aren't right. That's because Bob doesn't get what makes something funny. One of our listeners was curious about this, too. My name is Tilly, and I'm four years old. My question is, what makes a joke funny? Let's see if science has an answer. Hi, my name is Ori Amir. I work as a neuroscientist in a university. I basically look inside uh, people's brain to see uh, what is happening. <laughs> Good one, Ori. <laughs> that wasn't a joke, Bob. Oh. Ori Amir uses special machinery to scan the brains of comedians while they're writing jokes. He can see which parts of the brain are active as they work. When professional comedians try to write a joke, um, the regions of the brains that are working um, are the regions that uh, try to put together things that are not really related to each other uh, in, in, in a way that makes sense. So, you know, put together um, a duck and a, a spaceship or whatever it is. A duck and a spaceship. Now, now that's funny. <laughs> See, you're getting it. When comedians are writing jokes, they look for unexpected connections between seemingly different things. Or he says we might like jokes because our brains are wired to look for connections like these. It's how we learn. 
when we hear a really surprising connection, our brains reward us with a happy feeling, maybe even laughter. It's one way our brains encourage us to keep looking for connections and to keep learning about the world. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. L- let me try. Uh, Molly, Molly, knock, knock. Who's there? A dock in a spaceship. <laughs> Not quite, Bob, but closer. Let's talk to another person studying jokes. My name is Joel Warner. I co-authored the nonfiction book, The Humor Code, a global search for what makes things funny. Joel says there are lots of theories about how jokes work. One popular idea is called the incongruity theory. Incongruity comes from the word incongruous, which is when two things are not in agreement with each other. They're at odds. The idea that we laugh when we're led to expect one thing and something else occurs. The incongruity theory works really well for most jokes with setups and punchlines. Because if you think about it, you know, the setup is the first part of the story of a joke, and then the punchline flips everything around. So it seems incongruent, you would say, to the setup to the joke. A classic example is... Okay, two fish are in a tank. One fish looks at the other and says, Hey, do you know how to drive this thing? In the setup, you think the fish are talking about a fish tank, but in the punchline, it's flipped, and you realize they're talking about a different kind of tank, an armored vehicle. There are a lot of animals driving things in jokes. Yes, it's unexpected because, in reality, animals don't drive. Good thing. Traffic's bad enough already. Bob, you made a joke. Huh? I didn't even realize it. I made a joke. Would have been better if I was trying, though. You'll get there. Now, Joel says the incongruity theory is only one way to explain what makes a joke funny. But even incongruity doesn't seem to explain all kinds of humor. Joel points to a different theory called the benign violation theory. A violation is when you break a rule, and benign means not harmful. So a little harmless breaking of the rules. And these could be all kinds of different rules. Could be something seen as a threat to our physical well-being. And that's slapstick. Like when you see somebody slip on a banana peel or fall and hit their head, but they get up and they're fine. That's funny. Carrying so many boxes, hard to see where I'm going. Hey, uh, watch out for that banana peel, dude. Oh, uh, whew. I'll just step around it. Oh, and maybe watch out for that open manhole cover, too. Ouch. These also could be when you break social norms. Those are the rules that keep us behaving a certain way when we're around other people. That's why farting is funny, because we're not supposed to fart in front of other people. So as this chart clearly shows, our profits are expected to... Sorry. (laughs) This is also breaking rules about the way we're supposed to talk. So this is why puns are funny. What do you call a bee that can't make up its mind? Oh, what do you what do you call it? A maybe. Ooh, good pun. Hey, how do you organize a space party? I don't know. You plan it. Oh. And it could also be breaking the rules about the way logic works. So this is why things that are absurd are funny. Hey, hey Molly, I think I finally came up with a good joke. Lay it on me, Bob. Knock knock. Who's there? A duck says. A duck says who? No, a duck says quack, an owl says who. <laughs> nice, joke achieved. Good work, Bob. Let's celebrate. Do you think there's a place nearby that sells those seafood smoothies you mentioned? They sound delicious. 
Oh, Bob. Wow, that was amazing. Those Brains On folks sure are smart. To hear more, head over to Brains On where you can hear a new episode with special guests, us, the Story Pirates, performing an incredible story. You know what? Since we're talking about jokes, I feel like telling one right now. Hmm. All right, listen to this. Where does the queen keep her armies? To hear the punchline, you'll have to listen to Brains On. If you've already listened, then you've heard the setup for a totally different joke, and you're here to hear that punchline. The punchline for that joke is... Wow, that sounds like a hilarious punchline. If you want to hear the setup, go to Brains On right now, wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this week's super special bonus summer episode. We've been your host, Peter, trapped in a snack pantry. Hopefully I'll see you next week. And if I don't, I'm probably still here. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Uh.